Welcome to the Heart of Tibetan Language podcast through Sini, the Sarnath International Nyingma Institute. This is episode five, corresponding to lesson three in the textbook. Before we begin, we will listen to the sound of the bell three times. This is a nice opportunity to turn your attention away from all the busyness of the day and just relax in the sound for a few moments and enjoy your breathing. This lesson is going to be, as usual, about our dear friend Lihila. In this episode, Lihila is travelling in the Himalayas, where she meets Penpala and his family. They will later continue to be dear friends when they meet again in India. But in this story, Lihila is staying with them in their village and they show Lihila around the local monastery. I will, of course, explain some of the new grammatical structures and vocabulary as we go along. And, as before, you should get the gist of the meaning from the English commentary around the Tibetan dialogue. So you can just relax and enjoy the story. This lesson has an audio of the Tibetan called Looking at Pictures or Parla Tawa in Tibetan. In the Lesson 3 dialogue in the textbook, they are looking at pictures. However, in this podcast, Leela has the opportunity to do much more than just look at pictures. She gets the wonderful chance to join her friends in a Tibetan village and see everything for herself. There is also a Tibetan transcript and an English translation of the audio. If you feel like it, you can check these out after listening to the podcast. Right, so on the first run through, please just listen and enjoy the Tibetan dialogue. The second time, I will play the Tibetan dialogue with the English mixed in together. The third time, I will play just the Tibetan once again. Are you ready? Let's try it together. Kamba 
Tanda Chapa Yorebe Gompa D Sarpa Mare Ningba Re Gombe Nangla Taba Mangbo Otsam Yore Pagi Kare Re Pagi Chede Re Chede Pagi Te Za Chempo Re Gungri Yagi Kare Re Kangri Yagi Chomo Lama Re Pela Kangri Mangbo Yore Ani Kangbat De Kare Re De Songkang Rebe Kabar Kabar Te Songkang Mare Te Gwenbe Hakang Re Te Nangla Bechatang Guda Mangbo Yore Kerangi Lungbala Semje Mangbo Yorebe Nye Lungbala Semje Mangbo Yore Bena Tatang Luk La Sopa Mangbo Yore Semje Chembo Dito Kare Re Hak Kogi Mindu Ke Dito Zo Re Zoi Ma Pachu Tang Pa Yak Re Nye Lungbala Zo Yema Re Di Mansu Dronker Re Dronker De Nangla Modatang Kangba Topo Topo Mangbo Yure Chena Keranki Tonker Tang Nye Lungba Chigba Re Mindu Matsu Lungba La Gwemba Tang Tudu Mado Yo Mare This was Nihila's first trip to the land of snows. Now, she thought, as she looked around, here I am, standing in the vast landscape of the Tibetan Plateau, surrounded by centuries of history. She wondered how many great yogis and yoginis might have walked the same path before her. How many Buddhist scholars how many bodhisattvas? Right now, all she saw were the dusty road and a few yak. But she knew better than to judge from appearances. Lihila had made friends with a local couple, Lamola and Pempala, as well as their young daughter, Chokila. The three of them were delighted to welcome her and encouraged her to practice Tibetan, which she had already been studying in India for a short while now. After a hearty lunch of home-cooked noodle soup, or tentuk, Penpala, Lamola and Chokila decided to take Lihila for a walk around the local area. 
There was a nearby monastery, and Lila was keen to see it. They walked along a dusty road, and Lila, whose curiosity was brimming over, asked her friend Pembala a stream of questions, which he answered very patiently. They passed a collection of square white buildings, rimmed with copper-red bands around the rooftop. They were scattered on the hillside like teeth. They passed one with a large, ornate red door. Leela had already guessed that that building was part of the monastery. But now she knew for sure. She asked Pempala the name of the monastery. He told her and she tried repeating the name, but she couldn't quite grasp it. Pempala's wife called out to their daughter, who impatient with the speed of the adult's leisurely stroll, had run on ahead. The landscape was open and desolate. It didn't seem like anyone was around. The monastery looked quite empty, and she hadn't seen any monks. Leela wondered why no one seemed to be there. Maybe it was a new monastery? Gumba di Sarba Rebe. No, it was not new at all. It had, in fact, been there for centuries. Pembala remembered his visits as a young boy, playing on these hills with his friends, doing kora, circumambulations with his family. He talked about his past with affection and nostalgia. Notice that when Pembala says there are a few monks, he uses mangpo, meaning many, together with otsam, meaning more or less, or Quite a few many. There were some, but not very many monks. Where are the monks then? Lihila thought. And perhaps they were all in Puja? As they continued up the hill through the monastery compound, the four of them stretched their legs over the rocky terrain. Lihila noticed in the distance something white and shiny, glinting in the sun near the very top. She had another question for Pembala. A very sacred stupa, Sa Jempo. They all headed up the path towards the sacred stupa. And when they reached it, Jogila showed Lihila how fast she was able to spin the prayer wheels. Lihila smiled at the enthusiasm of the child and made a few core herself, spinning the prayer wheels at her own measured pace.
the bright white of the stupa shone, and she stared out into the azure of the cloudless sky. It was a clear day, and she could see very far out over the horizon. She could even see the white peaked mountains of the Himalayas. Kangri yagi kare re. Kangri yagi chomo lama re. Pela kangri mangbo yare. That snow mountain there was Jomolama. Lila was impressed to see the tallest mountain on the earth. You know the one I mean. The group sat for a while and stared out into the vastness, feeling the cool, thin air against their cheeks, and Lila marveling at the view. Before long, it was time to make their way back down the hill. As they passed a building, Lila peered in the dark window. There were many statues and coloured silks inside. It looked like a shop. Ani kangbatte kare re de chongkang rebe. Pempala laughed good naturedly. Noticed that Pempala uses the term kappa kappa to show surprise at Lihila's question. Kappa kappa. Te songkang mare, te guenbe hakang re. Not at a shop then. It was one of the monastery shrine rooms, or lakang in Tibetan. La meaning god or deity, and kang meaning house. It was a god house. Penbala tried to point out the sacred texts and statues inside. But it was hard to see through the dark window. Te nangla bechatang guda mangbo yare. Just then, an old monk came out of the shrine room, and Pempala took the opportunity to ask if they could see inside. The monk assented with a wave of his hand and ushered them in. Lihila entered into the dark room. Which smelled of dust and incense, and when her eyes adjusted, it was clear this was certainly no shop. It was small, but every inch was filled with sacred objects. There were, as Pimbala had said, many pecha or unbound Tibetan scriptures, and many kunda or statues. She walked around and paid respect to the objects in the room, her eyes wide with awe and curiosity. On the walk down the hill again, Lila pointed to a herd of animals. She asked Pempala some more questions. She wanted to know if there were many animals in this area. Kerangi, Lungbala, Semje, Mambu, Yurepe. And Pempala patiently replied, Nye lungba la semje mangbo yore bena tatang luk la sopa mangbo yore. Lihila walked right up close to one of the herd. It was clear that these were no horses or sheep. Semje chembo ditu kare re. 
They looked like yak, but with shorter hair. Lee Hiller wasn't sure. Penbella was genuinely surprised that Lee Hila didn't know what type of animals they were. They were zo. Zo? What kind of an animal is a zo? Zoi ma pachu tang pa yakre. Oh. A hybrid of a cow and a yak. By now, little Chokila was pulling at her mother's arm with one hand and pointing to the Zo with the other. Even though Lihila couldn't understand all the words, she knew that the child wanted to ride one of them. Lihila was impressed with the fearlessness of Chokila, but then she had grown up around Yak and Zo. They were commonplace. Lila, on the other hand, though intrigued by the zoo, was content to keep a sensible distance from her new animal friends. Lila thought of how different her own childhood had been. She decided to show her friends what it was like where she came from. Taking out her phone, she showed Chokila, Lamola, and Penpala a photo of where she was from. They looked at the photo and smiled. Each of their homelands was so different. Notice that when Lihila wants to say how very high the tall buildings are, she says, topo, topo, repeating the word high here for emphasis. This remindu is a really interesting grammatical structure. It consists of two parts, re meaning is and mindu meaning there is no. It seems like a contradiction if we take these literally, but when we put them together through the magic of Tibetan language, the meaning we actually get is something like, I'm noticing at this moment, based on the photo, that there is no similarity between the two places. This doesn't fit neatly with a literal English translation. When learning Tibetan, as I'm sure you have already realized, Sometimes it is best not to translate too literally. And so, on this beautiful hillside of the Tibetan plateau, rugged and stark, there was not the noise of traffic, but only, or matok, the whistle of the lonely wind. There were not the shadows of high-rises, but of mountains. The open landscape was wide and empty, except for the zoo grazing and the few scattered buildings and the stupa of the monastery.
Kampa,ga,chambo,ti,kare,re. Pagi, kare, re. Pagi, chede, re. Chede, pagi, te, za, chembo, re. Gungri, yagi, kare, re. Gungri, yagi, chomo, lama, re. Pela, gungri, mangbo, yore. Ani, kangbat, de, kare, re. De, Songkang rebe. Kabar, kabar. Te, songkang mare. Te, guembe, hakang re. Te, nangla, becha tang. Guda, mangbo yore. Kerangi, lungbala, semje, mangbo yore be. Nye, lungbala, semje, mangbo yore. Bena. Tatang, look la sopa, mangbo yore. Semje, chembo, dito, kare, re. Hak kogi, mindu ke. Dito, zo re. Zoi, ma, pachu tang, pa, yak re. Nye, lungba la, zo, yema re. Di, nganchu, jongkir re. Jongkir de nangla, modatang, kangba, tobo, tobo, mangbo, yore. Chena, keranki, tongkir tang, nye, lungba, jigba, re, mindu. Ngatsu, lungba, la, guemba tang, tujo, mado, yo, mare. So thanks for listening and see you next time on the Heart of Tibetan Language podcast.